When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Michael Grant, a.k.a. Philly Jesus. And just as much as he left our lives publicly, he's back. I'm not sure how public he was, but Fox 29 found him. And we uh, kept his number. And he's with us here to talk about what he's doing now. Philly Jesus on the Dom Giordano program. Michael, Philly Jesus, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, we had you on the last time at the height, I think, of some of these uh, people in town, uh, you know, trying to drive you out. It was an Apple store and something else. You're not as public now as a Lyft driver but it gives you a one-on-one opportunity. Did you choose it because you needed a job, or did you see it as a way to reach people? Yeah, I needed a job. I prayed to God to give me a job. God gave me a job as a Lyft driver. So I I continue to dress up as my superhero, Jesus, as a Lyft driver, and I talk one-on-one with the passengers about the gospel. I'm playing gospel music on the radio as I'm driving. And, you know, I hand out a gospel uh, literature, a gospel track to the passenger, and it's a great way to spread the gospel. Now, you know, Philadelphia, the last time around, right, there were some mean people out there. I don't get it why they saw you as a bother. People, uh, do people rate the driver, and do you rate the passenger at Lyft uh, as you do with the other companies? Do you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rated a, a five-star um, rider. Wow. So you haven't run into anybody yet that goes nuts because they're just anti-religious. Oh, one person so far. Well, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a lot safer than uh, you know walking on the streets dressed as Jesus. You know, I, I, I'm a lot safer in in a vehicle dressed as Jesus, and I get to travel all throughout the different neighborhoods of Philadelphia. You know, I, I don't have to stay in one spot at Love Park or City Hall in Center yeah. City, Philadelphia, I get to travel all over, even sometimes Jersey and Delaware, tri-state area, and I, I get to point A to point B very quickly, you know, um, doing, um, being Jesus, my superhero, you know? Are you non-denominational? You're not any religious. It's just Jesus Christ. Well, I, I was raised a Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school my whole life. I, I had a Roman Catholic education from first grade to eighth grade. I went to a, a elementary Catholic school called St. Joseph's. And then I did two years of Roman Catholic high school at Cardinal Doherty high school. And um, I finished up at a public school, my high school diploma. Um, I have some college credits. I, I attempted to go to uh, a school in Orlando, Florida called full sale university for recording engineering. 
So I plan on finishing up school online in the near future. Good, good. My producer, Dan, Michael, has a question for you. Yeah, Philly Jesus, I just wanted to take you to take us through a, a, a general, a regular ride that you would give. So, you know, I order you off of Lyft, Uber, one of the rideshare apps. Well, I, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. So, ba- basically, you, you can't you can't uh, specifically order me. I just, it's a, when you use Lyft, I just mysteriously, like, pop up. All right, so, like, so I'm standing on the side of the road, and all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. Yeah. Um, I, I get into your car, and how does it work? Do you do you automatically start, you know, spreading the word, or is there some kind of conversation that leads to faith, or do the people well, just I, recognize I, I, that you're I'm Jesus? Ju- I'm just like Jesus as, as, as a driver for Lyft, and as soon as the passenger gets in, I usually turn back and say to them, Jesus is taking the wheel today. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I automatically had like there's there's already gospel music playing on the radio. Okay. Now, as I remember too, the good part was you were not hectoring people. You were not saying the world's ending, sin no more. You were just presenting a vision of what uh, Jesus has done in your life, how it inspired you. You were in the depths. That's what I remember you were doing in Love Park. Yeah, so, you know, long story short, in my teenagers and my 20s, I had a drug addiction. I went to rehab. I, I went to some church services in rehab. That's where I dedicated my life to Christ as an adult. I dedicated my life and got serious with my relationship with Christ in in a non-denominational way, still with a Catholic background. Um, and I, I would consider myself more of like a universal Christian. I don't want to say that I'm like a Baptist or Pentecostal mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a certain denomination in the body of Christ. I kind of am like a universal Christian. I, I mean, that's what Catholic means. Catholic means universal. So I would consider myself like a universal follower of Christ. Um, and I, I, I love the Blessed Mother. I, I love our Mother Mary. You know, I, I say Hail Mary. I say Our Father. I say glory be to the Father and to the Son. I'm always sincerely praying, you know, from the depths of my heart. I think you're genuine. I don't see anything that I would see otherwise. Now, what about the people, though, who are faithful, who are Christians, for example? There's some pushback that way. They vaguely see this as sacrilegious or something. But what do you say to them? What have you encountered there? Oh, yeah. There were some Christians that I picked up, um, and they— their first reaction was that it was a mockery, you know, like they, they, they thought I was joking around, which, which I do joke around. I do have a sense of humor. I believe God has a sense of humor. I believe God created human beings to smile and to laugh. And there's nothing wrong with, with jokes and telling jokes. Um, but you know, me dressing up like Jesus, I am sincere about it. And, uh, I just want people to think about Jesus. I, I feel free when I'm in my white robe, you know, I feel like like a sense of freedom, like, you know, f- from the the norms of society. Like, I just feel free. That's just me personally. Well, I guess it would. And you, you know, you, we remember before when you were at Love Park, I've said many times when we had you on too, that you look like a depiction of Christ. You look Christ-like yeah, yeah. based upon some of the photos we've seen, you know, some of the traditional renderings. Uh, I yeah, can so- see, go ahead. Yeah, so when I dedicated my life to Christ as an adult, um, I, I wanted to learn anything that had to do with the Bible. So I would watch TV shows, movies that, that were um, – they would bring 
Bible stories to life in, in the movies or Jesus stories to the film. And I was just constantly watching that. And one, one day I looked in the mirror and I was praying to God. I said, God, use me in some type of way. So the Holy Spirit of Christ, you know, I looked in the mirror, said, I got long hair, beard. I got a white robe. I'm going to bring Jesus to the streets of Philadelphia. And I'm going to bring to life, you know, Jesus. You know? Michael, what's your best memory now that you've been doing this for a number of years? I mean, there was a hiatus. Oh, yeah, I've, been, I've been doing it since 2014. So it's, yeah. it's been almost 10, 10 years. Yeah, what's the best that's happened out of this? What what uh, the people that you reach? What what have you what have you seen that's good? People that people that sincerely accept Christ into their life, you know. Mm-hmm. What what's the ultimate goal now? You drive and lift. You have that audience when you're taking people. Yeah, around. so so ba- basic, yeah, ba- basically, it's a lot safer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the pers- the persecution is less persecution because when I was in the streets walking around constantly for almost, you know, estimation-wise 10 years, you know, there was a lot of persecution. I was, I was held up by, I was held up by guns. I was, I had alcohol thrown in my face, like at a bar, you know, when I was dressed as Jesus, when I was dressed as Jesus walking home from doing ministry work, um, you know, someone held me up with a gun, you know, so um, I, I feel a lot safer driving, you know, um, I feel like protected. I have my my cell phone on on the mm-hmm. dashboard on, on the console, ready to go. You know, it, I just feel, feel a lot safer, and, and the persecution is less. You know, without a doubt. So, are you going to be public anytime soon? If people want to talk with you, whatever, what are they doing? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm all, I'm all, I'm always in Center City, Philadelphia, and the different neighborhoods of uh, Philadelphia, you know, West Philly, South Philly, North Philly, Northeast Philly, I'm all throughout that section nearly every day, um, you know, working for Lyft. And I'm always dressed as Jesus, too, doing, doing it. How about that with Lyft, with the company? Do they have any rules about anything like this? Did you have to get dispensation to do it? Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's good. That speaks well of Lyft. Damn. I mean, if if, if you catch a, if you catch a cab in Center City, Philadelphia, you catch a cab, or if you catch a cab in New York or tri-state area, you know, there's people from all different religions and different faiths that drive taxi cabs and live. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if this is too political of a question for Philly Jesus, but he keeps talking about safety and that he feels safe being in his car. And uh, say crime was at the levels of you know 2018 or 2019 or even 2015 here in Philadelphia versus how we see it in 2024. Would you consider being back out there on foot, or is it just something you think as time has developed, you've become more well known? You want the protection of having a vehicle at this point? Yeah, having a vehicle, it's um, it's a blessing from the Lord. I, from my perspective. And it's just, you know, I'm able to get to places in different neighborhoods of Philadelphia very quickly. And I get to meet people. Not, I'm not just at one place, you know. I'm not, I'm not just standing at Love Park or I'm not standing at City Hall like I used to constantly. I'm, I'm getting to move all around. And I still do drive through Center City, I, through all the different, you know, boroughs of Philadelphia. Absolutely. Well, Philly Jesus, thank you. Thanks for coming on, and I hope things continue. Yeah, basically, it's like a church on wheels. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to preach and continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That is the ultimate goal: to get as many people as I can to sincerely accept the Lord Jesus Christ into their life. 
What can we do that would be helpful to you? We're good enough to come on. What can we do that helps uh, Philly Jesus? Whatever you pray to the Lord and whatever the good Lord leads you to do, you can where do, do we, that. Where do we follow Philly Jesus? Is that at Philly Jesus still? Uh, yes, you can follow me. I'm on, um, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm on uh, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook. You just give me a follow. My name is Mike Grant, G-R-A-N-T, Mike Grant, a.k.a. Philly Jesus, P-J, P-J for short. What's the P-J? Philly Jesus. PJ, oh, Philly oh, PJ, Jesus. Philly Jesus. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, okay. Thank you, uh, Philly <laughs> Jesus. Got caught up in Thank all you, this. Social media. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a disciple of the Lord Jesus. I'm a huge fan of Jesus Christ, the King of the Jews. I'm a huge fan of him, and I'm just out here preaching the Word of God to the best of my ability. I'm just, I'm just like any other believer of Christ. You're doing a great job. We need you here in Philadelphia, so I'm glad you're back. Yeah, you, you never know. You you might, if you order a lift, I might pick you up. All right. Thank you, Philly Jesus. Thank you very much. God, God, yo, God, God bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ, and all your sins are forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven belongs to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Philly Jesus. All right. Uh, <laughs> Can I just say I love that Philly Jesus' prayer start with yo? Yes, that's... <laughs> Well, you know, why would anybody bother this guy? Uh, you know, I don't know what was said at Apple. Couldn't they just say, all right, can you do it over here? You know, I, I mean, who in the world is disturbed by this guy? Get out of the lift and tell Lyft about it. Come on. You know, I don't know how many people it's just a spectacle with him or they actually see that and they think about things. It's not up to me to decide. I decide, though, this guy is a public plus for Philadelphia. You got to see more of that. And there are more people, too, you know, that in their own way that want to do good. They may take some of these. I've seen we've done shows with people who take on a superhero costume other than Jesus Christ. And they try to help out in the community. I don't see what the issue is. But, uh, I mean, who's going to rob Jesus? Well, of course, it's Philadelphia. So why not? All right. 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. Uh, Coming up, Gavin Newsom is in a, I guess it's a Walmart, it's a chain store, and somebody is robbing stuff in front of him. The clerk doesn't recognize him. We're going to play this, what his telling of it. And she says, well, that's due to the governor lowering the standard or upping the standards of about reporting people. And he gets into it and has to go and see the manager to tell them that's not so. And wait do you hear what he says in his Zoom call, the standard is, that he's proud of. In other words, how much can you steal? <laughs> he said they're the fifth best in the country or something. It ought to be you can't steal anything. Is that such a hard concept? How do we get to a point where people are parsing out how much you can steal before anybody's supposed to do anything? All right, we'll get that next at 855-839-1210. Well, it's always a great sleeper movie if Tom Jones is in it. A lot of uh, movie credits for Mr. J- Sir Tom Jones, Dom Giordano's show. That's a side question today. Hit us with that sleeper movie that you've stumbled upon, somebody told you about it. 
Didn't get wide acclaim, but it's great. Maybe not big box office. I, you? I mean, a great one is with Tom Jones, Mars Attacks. I mean, oh yes, yeah, you know, it was yeah, kind of fun, like culty, you know, yeah, yeah. cult classic. Yeah, like, yeah. One of Tim well, Burton's Jack first huge ones, yeah. yeah, Jack Nicholson, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, you think everyone knows it? No, I'm kind of surprised. I'm looking for what I wrote down. Off, I yeah. put one up on Twitter. I see, I think some of these are well known. And that's one of the tests. If it's not well known, if people go, what's that? You know, and you think, what? You don't know that film? Hit us with that. All right, you heard Philly Jesus. Here is uh, Gavin Newsom. Now, he's retelling this tale to a bunch of his Democrat cronies over a Zoom call where he's in a Walmart or something. I can't imagine Gavin Newsom sticking out in a Walmart. My God. And the clerk doesn't know it's Newsom. And somebody is stealing stuff in front of them. <laughs> Listen to how he tells it. And he did go and see the manager. Checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. Oh, my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. But look it up. No one gives a damn about right. it. And I said, it's just not true. There's still stop. They said, well, we don't stop them because of the government. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Now, this guy, this, this shown his true colors there. Okay. So is he saying California has a limit? You can steal up to $950, and that's the 10th best in the country? I don't know if that's that's what he's seemingly wanting to say. How do we get to a point where clowns like this and Krasner can direct that you can steal someone else's property. Now, I'm not saying you should go to jail forever. But if you're standing there, particularly the blatant people, I'll give you the the, uh, silver lining of this whole thing with the shoplifting, Krasner, and everything else. It seems to me to get through it, people's eyes dull over when it comes to homicide. You know, they try not to look, they try not to dwell on it. But the thing that enrages them is people just blatantly going into a store, stealing, and everybody has to put up with it. No reasonable person is going to say, I'm on board with that, that it doesn't bother them deep down. Even Newsom, somehow or another, said, I had to pay $380. What's up with that? Even he's complaining. What a... I don't like Right? And, and that's his version of the story. The real story is probably even worse. Of course they can't do anything about it. Are you kidding me? I think he's offended that she didn't recognize him. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Then he had to tell the manager. What kind of guy goes and tells the manager in a situation like that? It just shows you how out of touch the guy is, yeah. too. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, First of all, I don't think he's in there in uh, Walmart shopping for anything by himself. Not only that, he's got the governor's detail. It's probably 20 people. They could have arrested a person. Why don't they say arrest that person? Well, well, news breaking that, no, it's not a Walmart. Gavin Newsom would never be seen in a Walmart. Okay. It's a Target. Oh, it's a Target. Okay. Target. I, you know, I can't the, the even, fancy Target. I can't even see him in a Target unless it's in Beverly Hills and it must be your own personal uh, person <laughs> waiting on you or yeah, something. He doesn't go shopping regularly. Come on. 
I can't imagine the guy shopping. I just, uh, I just don't see it. That would be a miracle. But once again, how do we get to this point? Well, this is what progressivism does. This is where they take us. That's why we see the illegal immigration crisis. We see all this stuff. Uh, here's a story I love because I have a story of my own around it. A couple looks like they're going to win. They have a shot against Google Maps. They're an American couple. They were in South Africa. And Google, when they were returning their rental car, told them to go through this stretch of highway and neighborhood, notorious. It's on the way to the airport where gangs pull you out of the car. They may shoot at you, break your windows. This guy got beaten severely to steal the rental car and anything else you have. And Google Maps knew about this. Now, now Cape Town authorities have called upon Google Maps now, and they've stopped doing that. So not exactly the same thing. We're headed to a place where we're not exactly sure. It was a relative of Rose. It's a, it's a little bit out of the way in Jersey. And Rose goes, uh, I guess it's Siri, not Google Maps, but Siri saying, get off here over the Walt Whitman Bridge or something. And that would have taken us into Camden. Should there be, you can imagine the problems, uh, what progressives would say. But if I were running any kind of service giving you directions, I think it would be fine to say high crime area. Statistically, is there anything wrong with that? Go into Camden at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a siren comes off and here are your choices. You'll save 10 minutes, but maybe not your life. If you go into Camden. So I didn't go into Camden. I kept going. I didn't care where the hell I ended up. I wasn't going to drive through Camden at that point. And I I was making the point, well, this couple, it's even worse. The guy has all kinds of things wrong with him now after this beating. And everybody knew it's a notorious area. So is that too much, Dan, for Google Maps to not give the direction to go through that neighborhood, which was notorious because it's headed to the airport? That's a lot worse than Camden in some ways. Only thing I can draw up here as a counter argument yeah. is, uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm with you where I, I wouldn't want to be going through these, right. you know, neighborhoods and all, but I, I'll put on a progressive liberal hat for this one, Dom, and I'll say, where do you draw the line if you're Google Maps and is it not discriminatory? You look at the crime statistics. Yeah. That's the only way you can do it, not your own judgment. Yeah. And then you set up a metric. That you come up with, maybe you have to in the small print, let people know of that. And the met, well, to cover yourself, you say, we're going to determine if it reaches X number of this. We're not going to direct people to go through there. Maybe. So Google, they have ways to offer alternate routes. Like they they have one that says, like, you can take this route and there's no tolls. Maybe, you know, this route may provide more safety. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No tolls. No bullets will be fired at you. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of Philadelphia, you would avoid that. That's probably the thing. So I wonder if people, I wanted to ask this. Mine was Camden. That's an easy one. That's a knee jerk. Do you have certain areas you're not going to try? You can't say the whole city of Philadelphia. Now that's come No, on. you can't. No. But are there areas that you're not going to drive in because your sense of safety indicates that is a high crime there, particularly at night, particularly at certain times. Even Larry Krasner said, don't drive alone. Uh, drive where there's lighting. Pull over to the, you know, all that uh, crime stuff that he told us. How about don't go through Camden at night? 
When we would go over to each other's houses yes. when I lived oh, in Philly. Oh, God, yes. Would you go through? like uh, Because if you just put into the GPS, the quickest route from my house to your but, house would go through the lettered number streets, you know, Kensington. Yeah. Uh, or would you go all the way around, you know, take the Schuylkill down to 676, take no, it over I, up I did go. Through, I did go through those. It was yeah. usually, no, not dark at night, even though... And I would point out to Roe, oh, man, look at this coming up. I'm making a U-turn here, that kind of thing. My, I, I was on heightened awareness to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. Is, our route would take us right past K&A. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. But Google could do more with this, and they could base it on – they have the, the metrics. They could base it on crime statistics. But imagine, even after all those warming, Google Maps, and you're in a foreign country, See, that's the worst. Just because the palm trees are there doesn't mean you're safe. Oh, look at the palm trees. That's damn when I get the most suspicious. Yeah, wait a minute here. You know? <laughs> oh, come on. What? They're, they're relaxing. They give such yeah, a I know. Sense of... I, re- I remember when the riots in Watts, and this was way back in the 60s, and I'm looking at it then saying, but there's palm trees there. How could there be riots? Those are some of the worst <laughs> riots in the history of the country. All right, uh, let's get another. Our buddy Drew is here. Let's get another movie that is a sleeper film. Drew is in Upper Darby on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Drew, afternoon. Hey, hey, Dom, thanks for having me. Uh, you know what, Dom, that was a fascinating interview with uh, Philly Jesus, man. It was, I was mesmerized. Well, he thank you. Like a pretty, he seems like a pretty cool dude, and, you know, that that, that was good, man. Um, you, know, you know, Dom, this movie was very, very underrated. However, it's got four stars, brilliantly brilliantly acted, but it always took a back seat to uh on the waterfront. But this movie has the same plot, but it's got the racial part, it's got the thuggery of the unions. This movie was called The Edge of the City with Jack Warden and uh Sidney Portier, John Cassavetes. It's it's like just like on the waterfront but it always took a back seat to On the Waterfront. I'm going to go and uh, watch that this week if I can find it. Uh, I don't know that film. On the Waterfront, when you think of the actors in that, is incredible. But if Edge of the City has the same vibe as that. It, it does. And, and, hey, hey, Dom, um, hey, did you know that in, in On the Waterfront, there's a really young Fred Gwynn in there, Herman Munster? Really young. I will have to uh, watch yes. it. What's the, best, uh, what's the best scene in On the Waterfront? Oh, it, 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 it's got to be when he's walking down the alley at the end. Oh. Then he's yelling. No, I, I, yeah, know? that's how they sounded when they killed my child. No, it's when Marlon Brando is beating up the head of the union played by uh, Lee J. Cobb. Yes, that was a, that oh, was a good God. scene. Right there on the waterfront. Or, or, or the scene where he's in the restaurant with his with his girl. Yeah. You know? hey, deep stuff, man. So, good hey, stuff. Hey, hey, Dom, I got, a re- I got a real fast show, but it's okay. Real fast, I promise. Go ahead. How do you break up? How do you break up a Taliban bingo game? How do you do that? B-52. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. <laughs> oh, let that one go. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, um, Hucks and Tani filmed today. Phil today. Guess who was there? Registering voters at it. Oh, you made Scott it Scott Presler was there. I don't know if he got to hold him at all. He probably would work that into stuff. But I heard a stat on WIP, and I think it's correct. That Punxsutawney film, uh, Phil, why am I saying film? Phil, (laughs) only 20 times in the last umpteen times has said, or has looked at his shadow, that it would be an early spring. So I'm going with the early spring. I don't want to hear about any more snow. I'd love some more snow. Spring. 
Now, I start spring in March. When do you start spring in your mind? Um, yeah, I think March is fair. Yeah. The, the basketball tournament. Yeah, I, well, even the beginning. I do it in my mind. I don't care what it says. Yeah, the beginning, yeah. Now, these poor kids with Roe, she's got them, oh, just remember, comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. And the poor kids are thinking, oh, man, that means more winter. Now, get rid of winter as quickly as we can. Yeah, We're so, into spring soon. So he did see his shadow? Yeah. Oh, no, he failed to see his shadow. Failed to see his shadow, so six that, weeks. Yeah, no, we'll no six an, weeks. We'll have an early spring. Then. Early spring. And that's what we're correct getting. 40% of the time over the past 100 years. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Better than the weather forecast. <laughs> and there's a general Boer I've been guard. right three times in the past uh, decade. I wonder if uh, in Atlanta there's a possum or something called General Boer And he determines early spring or not. So they're knockoffs of Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, that's not cool. No. No. No, he's licensing. Yeah. Josh Shapiro was there. I don't know if he held him or not. All right, 855-839-1210, you get on board. Should Google Maps have to tell you, hey, uh, you know, you may want to avoid the Borowski area here. Probably Uh, right. Don't go go into this area. And just think of the areas of Philadelphia. There would be wide swaths that you would tell people. Camden, Eh, avoid most of Camden. I don't know if that's true anymore. Yeah, I still think you're not going to convince me. I taught in Camden. You're not yeah. going to convince me of that. Not that bad. No. Yeah, when you're teaching seventh grade and a kid with a probation officer you meet with every month drives a motorcycle through the hallway, you say, yeah, maybe I should teach in a different school district. But I'd rather drive through Camden than Kensington at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Kensington is the reference point even for Mexico. It's the reference point of hell. Well, at least it's not Kensington. <laughs> All right, uh, Smokin' Lamokin's the other one over in Chester. I think it's third and Lamokin. Smokin' Lamokin. You're near there. Yeah, let's get out of here. 855-839-1210. You get on board here on the Dom Show. Yeah, Philly Jesus, I think a good guy. Don't see the harm. And I think uh, we, we ought to celebrate guys like this. I'll let you know if he does anything that seems to be scamming or whatever. He's just proselytizing. That's all in his own way. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Time to your Dano Show. Good Friday. We'll have our uh, TV and uh, movie guy somewhat, Neil Zorn, here to give you some other good things to be watching in about 10 minutes or so, 8 minutes. 855-839-1210. Just reading during that break. It's obvious the Democrat playbook, at least now, is to blame Donald Trump for abortion curtailments. Let's face it, Biden said the other day, he's the one that did it. He appointed those judges. Now, I'm in a camp that thinks that Trump is uniquely positioned here, that he's going to be very hard to take on on the issue of abortion. And um, we have some sound here. Dan, what was the uh, trying to remember which station this was nationally that did this? We had people interviewed who were Trump voters and they were asked explicitly. Yeah, Pennsylvania, this is NBC. Here they're talking to people who would take Trump over Biden, had voted for Trump, and they were asked, yeah, but what about abortion? Because you say you're pro-choice. And I'll play you some of their reaction. And Kellyanne Conway, that's the one to follow. That's the one to see. I think she has Trump's ear still. She better. She's the best. And she gets it that he's not going to pick someone as VP who can be tarred with the brush of abortion. So listen to these Pennsylvania voters, NBC now. I think it's Kristen Welker may have had them on, ongoing uh, project. And they're asked, well, you voted for Trump, but you're pro-choice. How could that be? Our first conversations featured 15 Pennsylvania women who voted for Trump in 2020, but who opposed the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Democrats are hoping these types of voters could swing close elections, but... If last night was any indication, they are still overwhelmingly standing by Trump. Take a listen to some of what they said. By a show of fingers, who would say former President Trump is at least partially responsible for Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court? Hmm. So none of you would say that he's at least partially responsible for it. Maybe just a little bit. I think they have their own right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. But, I mean, it's not a number one factor on who I'm going to vote for either way. It's not that important. I hate to say it, but it's overall, it's probably not going to determine who I vote for. It's uh, not of my top three reasons to vote for somebody. It means nothing in the grand scheme of everything to me. I'm going to vote who for who I think is going to do the best for my family. Okay. And abortion is not part of that consideration? At this point, no. Who would take Trump? So I've got basically everybody except Michelle. For a moment, let's imagine that the election is tomorrow. By a show of fingers, how many of you would take Trump? Six of the seven. Okay, so it's NBC. And, uh, you know, I think they were looking for an interesting angle to say, oh, man, these are Trump voters. They're diehard. They really like Trump. But they might turn away from Trump because of abortion. And they might hold him responsible. So Biden right now is trying to drive this. And the idea is that Trump is responsible. This is where Taylor Swift comes in. This, this is where what they have to do is they're not going to turn these Trump voters who might be pro-choice. Because I think deep down they suspect that Trump is not going all out on this issue. He's not like Ron DeSantis, the six-week ban. Kellyanne Conway, the other day, Maria Bartiromo show, saying... Trump is not going to let, he's going to pick somebody that does not have an extreme, I don't know if she said extreme, 
but a classic position, no abortion, no exceptions, any of that, that's not going to happen. And I agree with that. It's going to be a big part of what he decides. He's not going to go down that. And that's exactly what he ought to be doing. I don't think abortion is going to be as big of an issue as it was in 2022, certainly, or 2023. The issue Democrats, though, want with SWIFT is on that issue is to drive out their disengaged voters, to get those people that came out in 2022, many of them younger women who don't like Biden because of Gaza, he's not doing enough on climate, all that stuff, to get them to turn out because they want abortions. And that's all that it's about. Trump is going to be hard to deal with on that. It's unique. So, uh, Dan, somebody on Inside Story said, well, he'll pick Nikki Haley then. I'm not seeing it now. If Trump picks Nikki Haley, it's only because he's feeling the heat that independents have deserted him, he's been convicted, and he needs something to put him over the top. Otherwise, if it's like it is now, he's not going to pick Nikki Haley. I could see Stefanik, even though I don't know that she brings you what Sarah Huckabee Sanders does. I'm more like uh, Sanders, Huckabee Sanders, than not. We'll see. I got to check their positions on abortion and stuff like that. And I think Trump has diffused this issue. Almost success. The media is not going to give up on it, though, because they realize you got to take their minds off inflation and illegal immigration. What are we going to do that with? Abortion and Trump will get rid of democracy. That's all that they have. All right, Neil Zorin, our TV guy principally, but we might delve into some other things. He's with us next. Uh, you get in at 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210. Winter is coming. Wash these down with a flattened, like a single sculpture. Ah, someone snitched. You want me? Earn me. We're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. I am the one who knocks. And now, Neil Zorin with What's On TV. Absolutely, Mr. Neil Zorin, second to none. I can think of a dozen or more shows he's told me about in advance or said, have you seen this? Probably Ozark was the moment, the epiphany. Wow. I was like, what? I don't know if that's going to be any good, but... uh, Money laundering, yes, and it turned out to be, in my view, one of the 10 best TV shows ever. That's heavy ground. Trying to think of the other one he was ahead of the curve on. But let's see what Neil has for us today here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Neil, welcome in. First time I was the head of the curve was uh, Joni Mitchell. I sort of the main point. Other people did, too, but I sort of lionized her and and got her a lot of press in, uh, I mean, I was in, in the Temple News at the time, but <laughs> that's a, oh, that's I, not I, bad. Not a that's television a, the show, main yeah. point. That's the second time this week, I think. And every time people hear it, they go, oh, the main point is the main point coming back. Yeah, it was <laughs> this uh, iconic place. Uh, the, I'd like to go main, to the main point, then go to a Horning Heart. It's automatic. Oh, no. And that would really turn Dan <laughs> off. And then put up a parking lot. Yes, put up a parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> For Joni's sake, let's put up a parking lot. Yeah. Um, Joni's doing quite well. No, the main point was great because, I mean, besides that, I was in, I was, it was my, I was at a college newspaper 
And I got to interview all the people. So I interviewed Joni and I interviewed um, Linda Ronstadt and other people who, who came there, Livingston Taylor, if not James Taylor, who came there over the Wait a minute. Did years. you interview Springs, uh, Springsteen wasn't uh, coming up then, huh? No, 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 no. That was, oh. that was after. That was after. I was out of college by then. All right. That, I think that... I'm old. I think I'm, I'm old. I'm younger than springtime, but older than Springsteen. I think. <laughs> All right. So Neil, uh, I just uh, sung your praises. Ozark. I can remember the moment. I can remember mm-hmm. the condition my Barco lounger was in then. It was well before <laughs> we threw it out, and I remember sitting in it and going, "This is mesmerizing." And then you know what you do? The Barco lounger. You or the just show? yeah, yes. You you just are like a locust. You have to consume the whole thing. I probably passed right. out with drool coming down that night. Bro, waking me up. Why are you still watching that? Get out of here. It's got ten more episodes. <laughs> right, exactly. No, but, and unfortunately, because of the strike, there's not going to be a series like that for a while. I've been looking and looking and looking to see mm-hmm. what's coming up, and and really, there things things in March and maybe later. Are really are coming on the horizon. Even the things now, Masters of the Air has gotten a lot of play. But I find it. I I, I find the same way. I found that when I saw the House of Usher, I wanted to know where the British actors were because the Americans, except for Carla Cugino, couldn't do the um, couldn't do the style, the vocal style that was needed. Mm-hmm. And there are other things that I've seen where I, where I just think we need more. We need to go back to old times. Masters of the Air is the same thing. I'm watching and I think. It might be great if it had John Garfield, Richard Widmark, and Robert Mitchum, and, or, and John Wayne, of course, in there somewhere. But the but the younger actors, I don't have a '40s feel. I don't have a feel of World War II. I don't have a feel of urgency. And while there may be some more realistic battle mm-hmm. ste- scenes in, in a, a Spielbergian style, because he's one of the producers, and 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 you know you see more damage and 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 there and there's more texture to some of the politics. I, I just I just cannot get in two episodes. I just can't get into it. I don't care about the characters. I don't I, I, I don't care about the war. I, I actually know who won. So. <laughs> you know, and for Dom's sake, Dom, Dom's very familiar with Austin Butler. And yes. uh, he, there was yeah. a lot of news stories that Austin Butler actually had to go to a vocal coach because he had to get himself out of the Elvis right, voice. Right, the Elvis. And, and if you're watching well, Master of the Air, it kind of sound, you can hear that Elvis voice kind of breaking through a lot of times. But, you know, I got to tell you, man, well, I, I texted Dom last night because I started it last Last night, and I said, I think this is one of the coolest, uh, you know, war-related flicks or uh, TV shows since Band of Brothers. I, I really like the vibe of it, and I, I thought it did a great job of kind of taking you inside the cockpit and making. So, so what it is for the listeners, a little mm-hmm. synopsis: it's Band of Brothers, but it follows a a bomber battalion mm-hmm. over Germany, and a lot of these guys are flying for the first time, or, or they're early in their flights, and they're young guys, and. And you don't really think or feel what, what goes on in those cockpits of those giant bomber battalions over Germany. But they take you inside it, and it's scary as hell, man. It's really, really petrifying. So I, I do suggest Masters of the Air, but I completely agree with your critiques. The acting is a little off in it. And we're, and we're getting into what you just said. Yes, there, there's that. And, of course, it's by the same people who did Band of Brothers. So it's Jill Spielberg and Tom Hanks. It, it's, the, it's, the same, it's the same production team. Mm-hmm. So, so naturally, it's going to have the same feel and the same, and, the, and the same look. So, what you're saying is true, but it's so sporadic. I find that the urgency comes, and it comes in 
in, in set 10 second doses and not continuous doses. Fair. You know, okay. I sort of like, like have to keep my eyes open between the time. I mean, there's a wonder, there's a, a harrowing scene where a guy gets frostbite. There's a harrowing scene where, where and when you see a, 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 an engine catch on fire, but you really, but what you don't have in that is the identity with the people in the plane to the point that even, even when it's the CO that you are, that you, that, that you go, that you go, Oh no, not, you know, not the uh, not not the Audie Murphy character. <laughs> you know, gotcha. Neil, is is there anything right now though that you would recommend uh, that that's what we're looking for? Anything that you really like? No, nothing. No, I, I mean, uh, well, I, you know what? You know what? I, I will. No, I will not really, but I will say, uh, Joni Foster in True Detective has has, has some merit. I, I I was watching that too, and I thought that I thought that the first. The first scene is a, the first scene of True Detective has nothing to do with Jody Foster. It's somebody in Alaska and he, he's about to shoot a caribou and the caribou all of a sudden get terrorized and run away. And that one scene I thought it was more dramatic than anything I saw of Math in Masters of the Air. So I, I didn't go into it deep enough because I was watching Masters of the Air. All right. All right. Dan, how so about that, you? That, Recommendation. No, um, besides uh, Masters of the Air, which I, I really enjoyed, uh, one thing I've been watching is uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum is one of the things mm-hmm. that me and Maisie kind of cooled down with that night. I don't know if you've seen that, Neil, uh, but it's a Netflix reality show where it's a dating show, and it follows just individuals on the spectrum, uh, whether severe or... Um, and it's it's really it's really heartwarming, and they they don't make fun of the characters or the individuals, and you just really feel nice by the end of the time watching. And the other thing I started watching this week was uh, Neil. I think you might be a fan of him, but Gordon Ramsay has Next Level Chef that just booted mm-hmm. up this past weekend, and uh, I've never mm-hmm. watched Next Level Chef. I've been a Hell's Kitchen guy, uh, but watching Next Level Chef, I really like the idea of uh, uh, how they do it. And, and Neil, are you watching that one at all? I, I, I'm not watching that, but I have watched Next Level Chef, and I do like it. I like a lot of the cooking shows. I, my favorite is Chopped. My favorite is Chopped, which is on the Food Network. But, yes, those, those things work. I haven't seen Love on the Spectrum. Uh, rea- when I see the word reality, I have to, uh, you know, I have to take a Xanax so, <laughs> before I can watch it because, <laughs> because real, what, what gets me about reality shows is I only care – like when they're entertainment shows, I only care about seeing the act. I don't want to know what they went through before they – I don't really care about their lives or what they went through in rehearsal. And so it's a little bit harder for me to get into that. The one I watch the most is RuPaul's Drag Race, actually. All where right. Philadelphia, where there's a Philadelphian in contention. A guy oh, named, well, um, we got – got to run yeah. to that. I, mean, never... I highly suggest Love on the Spectrum. Go check it okay. out because I think you'll get yeah. back to me. Like, I will, oh, I will, I will, I'll take a look at that. It's a good take on reality. Cooking, Cooking contests I tend to like, but Chopped is my favorite, because, mainly because every time they bring out ingredients like, like candied earthworms and you have to bake those into some kind of salad, I'm just going to say, okay, who, A, wants to eat them at all? <laughs> and well, B, Neil, why, why are you doing this? Yeah, tell us where we can find you until two weeks from okay. today, where we're hoping the desert will open up and something on TV okay. will be good. Well, the desert is is not going to open until the until the production after the strike comes. Okay. That's going to be the problem. The thing that I'm looking most forward to is is one called Constellation that doesn't come until February 21st, and then there's a new Kate Winslet piece called The Regime. Oh, I like that. It's quirky. The trailer is yeah. Yeah, and until the, until they come, and, and the one other one I want to look at is the curse. But where you can find me is watching Oscar movies and the sleep. And, and the one that I think they should watch that they might not watch is Nyad with 
uh, with Jodie Foster and, and Annette Benning, a fabulous movie. And um, and you can see me in the Delaware County Daily Times and related newspapers. Thank you, Neil. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. All right, 855-839-1210. So a listener reminded me of something I had on the docket, Dan, maybe I should have brought up earlier, that needs my special touch. It involves a Democrat vote on a bill, Protection of Community, DUI Act. If you're here, and the numbers bear this out, uh, with illegal immigrants, there appears to be a pattern of driving while drunk, at least men, even in our area. The Dean of Decency, a Mary Gay Scanlon, voted not to protect your community. I'll tell you about that vote in Congress and that act in Dom's Money Melody. It's coming up on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.